Hello and welcome to the first episode of Voices of Blue Scope for 2021. This is the podcast where we meet the people who work behind the scenes at Blue Scope to create strength every day. I'm your host, Martin Feld. Thank you for listening. At Blue Scope, we acknowledge and pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the traditional custodians of the land, rivers, and sea. We acknowledge and pay our respects to the elders, past, present, and emerging of all nations. In this instalment, we're focusing on Blue Scope's collaboration with Career Trackers, an Australian non-profit organisation. Founded in 2009, Career Trackers exists to create pathways and support systems for Indigenous young adults in Australia to attend and graduate from university and offer them internships during their course. It was inspired by the Inroad program in the United States. Along with other employers and community partners around the country, Bluescope has established a meaningful relationship with career trackers, providing mentoring opportunities and clear workplace goals for interns. Today, we're going to meet two career trackers interns with Bluescope in the Illawarra region who are pursuing work in very different fields, Rachel Robinson and Letitia Sutherland Napoljari. Following these interviews, we will also hear from Horace Cavallaro, technical manager at our Spring Hill facility, about the experience of working with career trackers interns day to day. Moving to our first interview, you'll now hear from Rachel. She's a university student who saw an internship with Bluescope as the opportunity to train at the intersection of her interests, business and law. Rachel also explains what it has been like to adapt to a new world of work. Let's hear from her now. We're sitting here in the Altair building in Port Kemble Steelworks with Rachel Robinson. Thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us today, Rachel. Can you tell us about what it means to be a career trackers intern? What brought you here? So I applied in first year, just saw an ad in my email, my uni email, and I just set a personal goal that year to get a bit more out of my comfort zone, build my confidence, something that's important in the legal profession, and I guess something I've never been naturally gifted with. So I think that was a bit of a sign to me to just put my name down and see what happens. And then everyone was really, really on top of it and got in contact with me straight away, and it all went so quickly. Um, I started my first internship last year at Blue Scope, but in the finance team. That was a really good experience, but I kind of knew from that that I wanted to get more into the legal side. And then Career Trackers really took that on board, Blue Scope took that on board and got me straight into here where I wanted to be. And yeah, it's been good ever since. That's fantastic. What interested you particularly about a legal career? I mean, you're studying at a university right now, in addition to working here for experience. Tell us about your interest. Well, it kind of stemmed from me getting accepted into the course. I, in Year 10, I really wanted to do legal studies at school, but unfortunately my school didn't run the class. So I did business instead and enjoyed business, so I kind of decided that I wanted to do a business course at uni. And then I saw that my uni offered a double degree in business and law. So thought why not give it a try and really enjoyed it from there. What kind of things are you doing day to day as a legal intern here at Blue Scope? Um, what kinds of duties or projects are you involved with? There's, it's a bit of a mix. That was one of the things I asked for because I'm not quite sure which area of law I'm most interested in at the moment. Um, so Susanna's gotten in contact with the whole legal team who work on different aspects of 
law throughout the business and they've all given me bits of work from each of their areas so that I'm working on a massive range of stuff. A lot of it is some research tasks, some projects that are more to do with helping them down the track, like putting templates together. And what did you know about steel before you got here, at least that first time? Not much. I didn't know how massive the process was. They took me on a big tour throughout all the steel works and I got to see how much larger the scale was than I anticipated at the beginning. Yeah, it really surprises a lot of people, whether you're uh, working in operations or somewhere within an office setting, it, it really just hits you, doesn't it? What, what, what kinds of different person or uh, employee have you had the chance to meet or work with here? Can you tell us about your team and others you've met? So the legal team I've found out are all working throughout different states in Australia. Even the ones who are working here because of COVID, a lot of them I've only met online through uh, Microsoft Teams meetings and stuff like that. And I've worked really close with Susanna the whole time. And, and I'm sure that when you started university and even had that first internship experience, you probably didn't expect, like a lot of other people, that so much would be based on distance. How has that been for you? It's, it's not really what I expected. But yeah, it's quite cool to see that it's so such a large company and that I'm, such a, I'm part of such a big team and there's so many people that are supporting me. What do you see yourself doing in the future, whether it's at Blue Scope or elsewhere? Where, where do you see your legal career direction heading? I think this internship's made me realise that I want to use my law degree but to be in a legal team of a business. I think it's more interesting to see the final destination of the business, not just individual cases and seeing different people all the time. I think I like working in a team. For people who are considering uh, a career or internship somewhere like Blue Scope or even thinking of uh, getting involved with career trackers if they're able to, what would you say to them about that experience? 100% do it, yeah. It's been great. Even just to put on a resume down the track, which I think I initially is what I knew would be the biggest benefit of it, but it's given me so much experience. It's made me work out what I'm most interested in. It's helped me with my confidence, yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Rachel. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Thank you, you too. It's now time to meet Letitia, who was a radiation physics student. At the beginning of 2020, we spoke to her during her placement at our Port Kembla weathering lab. This year, she has been working at our Spring Hill facility. In the interview, Letitia shares how she has brought new ideas to various projects and daily tasks as a result of her study in physics and knowledge of stories in the dreaming. For listeners from beyond Australia, the dreaming represents First Nations people's understanding of our world and its formation and is shared from generation to generation through the art of storytelling. So we're sitting here at Spring Hill with Letitia. Thank you so much for joining us for today's interview, Letitia. Thank you, Martin. We spoke to you last year, being February 2020, and back then you were at Blue Scope as a career trackers intern, but working in a different area. You've moved on now. Can you tell us what's been happening at Blue Scope for you and for people who might not have heard that earlier interview, what Career Trackers is all about? What's happening this year? Sure. Career Trackers is an Indigenous internship program that's run within Australia, but they're also expanding into Oceania. And I became a part of the Career Trackers program through my university at the University of Wollongong. And it's a program in which they are able to get uh, Indigenous Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people into programs that are correlating with their university courses that they're studying. And what 
is your exact role this time around? Where are you working within Bluescope? This year I've been put into a specific uh, group that deals with a strategic task on the metal coating lines. And what sort of skills or knowledge that lines up with your tertiary studies at the university, how do they line up? What's the connection? I'm studying engineering at the University of Wollongong. I'm doing a degree in physics. It's not exactly an exact crossover between the two. I meet a lot of people here that studied materials engineering, chemical engineering, mechanical engineering, and mine's actually in radiation physics. So it's, it's a bit of a different field, but at the same time, most of the subjects are very similar or the same as what the other engineers are doing. What are some of the things that you've learned in this area that have been different from the last area? Because I remember when we first spoke to you, you mentioned this difference in backgrounds or skills or disciplines, but there was some common ground that you found. How's that been working this time? The area which they put me into here at Spring Hill follows on from the previous internship. Last, last year I was working particularly with the weather lab at the iLabs and they were looking at imaging and using AI to, to develop machine learning for some tasks that they were performing there. This year I'm doing a, an internship whereby a lot of the people that I, would cons I was consulting with last year to get information are actually on this task group. So I'm meeting them face to face and working on uh, a task that not exactly follows on from the previous task but is intricately related to the same task that they've put forward. That's fantastic. So people you met last year but might never have had the chance to actually see in person you're now connecting with. That's right. And the world has changed somewhat or gone through quite a bit since we last spoke to you. Have you noticed differences in the ways of working or a difference in the experience this time? Yes, that, that's right, I have. Uh, last time when I was at the iLabs, everything was in the office, in the weathering lab. Now with this type of task, uh, people have become far more adaptive in their ability to perform their tasks from home or externally. I guess with the pandemic, it's, it's been a bit of a, a melting pot, a testing ground of whether you can find benefits, think things to benefit you and draw on those things and move forward with it or with some people it could be a bit more incapacitating. I think with a lot of technical fields, it's really opened up an, an expanse of, of ways of communicating and, and developing the way that people look at their work and, and, and look at innovative ideas to solve problems that they may not have seen previously because they were enclosed in their, their little bubble of the lab or their confines or even the four walls that they work within. Yeah, and that's a very positive outlook. I mean, there are some positive changes that can come out of all of this and we are all adapting. Thinking about your first internship round for the last summer and now this one where you're coming to a conclusion, is there a particular key lesson you've taken away? What's been one of the highlights? One of the highlights for me is working with a team that is using predictive modelling. I'm, I'm really interested in the mathematical components of what they're doing with this task. I'm taking away a really practical component that I can apply to my studies and my degree that I may not have come across uh, if I was not in the internship with Blue Scope. As an Indigenous person, I've got a different, maybe, maybe got a different viewpoint on how I solve a problem. 
and I think with especially with technical or scientific fields there often is a very narrow gate that people uh, will open and go down because a lot of the the technical and mathematical scientific type of problems have a black or white answer. Sometimes when you're looking at a problem you don't necessarily know where to start or what to look for. I think I think it's been a really fresh thing for me to come in here not really knowing that much about the way things are going in this field and to walk into a team of people that are already in the throes of, of a project and they clearly know a lot more about what's going on and sometimes I come up with ideas that might sound quite odd to most people but one of the interesting ideas was that my skin name which is Napuljari have a, a particular dreaming or Drikapa it's called uh, which is the uh, Kalapikanya dreaming the seven sisters dreaming so I've taken elements of the dreaming in particular the the night sky constellation formation of the seven sisters dreaming which is the what the Greeks called Pelides and the story is about this uh, bit of a court jester fellow who, who decides he wants to hit on one of these seven sisters and is trying to chase them down. So the seven sisters are actually in the Pleiades constellation. You can find that up. sometimes they call it Taurus constellation in the sky. And Wati Nayo is, is the guy who thinks he's a, a bit special, trying to chase them down and court one of them. And they're running away from him. And the dreaming, although I'm telling it in, in a, a little bit of a, a broad sense, it has uh, very, very strong social, social structural implications to, to people in terms of environment and science and, and social structures involved in the, in the dreaming. I've taken inspiration from this particular dreaming within this project. And I'm finding that when I've, when I've applied this constellation into, into the idea, that I've come up with an idea that at first sounded a little bit airy-fairy to the mostly scientific people on the, on the team, but they've been open to my airy-fairy ideas and I think it's got a little bit of something in there that they can take from it and, and maybe look at their idea from a slightly different viewpoint. But what I love about what you just said is that even if you are working with science and data and very technical things, human beings really do rely on stories. And it's yeah. the stories that you bring from your own family or experience that give you a different sense of identity or direction in how you deal with problems. You, yes. you feel that applies? Yes, definitely. And everyone's got a different story. And that's why I think it's great to have that openness between people. If someone give, comes up with an idea, it's always, it, it may be right or wrong or indifferent, but it's important to listen to the idea, respect each other and take on board a little bit from everybody. Wonderful. Well, thank you for taking the time to speak to us today, Letitia. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you, Martin. It's been a pleasure too. Last but not least, we chat with Horace, who is a technical manager at Spring Hill. Although he has worked with various trainees and cadets over time, the experience of working with career trackers interns is a newer one. We learn not only about the program from his perspective, but also about his own long history and varied roles within Bluescope. So we're sitting here with Horace. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. You are overseeing Letitia as a career trackers intern here at Bluescope. Can you tell us how that came into being and, and a little bit about yourself? Yes, yeah, certainly um, with Letitia. Letitia's been with us now coming up for probably two and a half months. Um, 
And to be honest, my awareness was sort of facilitated through my manager, Sean Wong. And Sean had uh, been exposed to the Korea Trackers program. And Letitia had worked in the Weather Lab, I think it was last summer. So from that perspective, um, we understood the value of having an internship and we were agreeable to repeat that again this year in a different environment and in a different context in terms of work. In my role, I'm the technical manager here at Spring Hill. So although I'm not directly uh, supervising or working with Letitia, she is working in our area with Vince Daly on a significant project. I've obviously worked with a lot of cadets, uh, a lot of vocational labour as such over my career here. Um, but to be, to be honest, I think this is probably the, the first experience I've had, and I've worked in the business for quite some time, in having an internship, especially with a, uh, a, a group like um, Career Trackers as such. It, it has been really beneficial uh, in terms of having someone with a different skill set, different disciplines, and more importantly, I think a different perspective uh, and bringing that into the project. From a little bit of a selfish perspective, it's an ability to bring someone in, uh, not only to give them exposure and experience, but for us to have someone in the project that's unencumbered by the day-to-day -day pressures and issues and tasks, and to have the freedom to, to consider alternate views or perspectives on how we can resolve a particular issue and I think that's uh, fundamental to the innovation space and hopefully that's the benefit we get from bringing in an internship uh, and Letitia, you know, some of the conversations that I've had with Letitia, uh, she'd give me an update as to what she is thinking about a particular issue that she's working on and it's been really enlightening to say okay well there's something that we've looked at this way for for so many years or so many months and Letitia's coming in from the side and saying, OK, well, I, think, I think we can do it this way, and, and that's been fantastic. And we may not get it right, but we're going to be one step closer to the end game, one step closer to an improvement, because we all know, well, that's really providing some dividends, let's go down that path. Or, no, look, that's not going to work, let's try something else. There obviously is you know, some difficulties in arranging internships. We've been very fortunate that the career trackers have, have come along it's providing all the infrastructure with our HR support. Uh, it makes it happen, from my perspective, with a minimum of fuss. So in, in that regards, it's, it's been quite easy. You mentioned the importance of diversity in skills, different backgrounds, bringing different ideas to a workplace such as this. For those who are less familiar with this area of the company, what happens here at Spring Hill? What kind of projects are happening that Letitia would be involved in? Okay, Spring Hill is predominantly a, a coded products plant. Uh, the, the output from Spring Hill is metal coated products and our painted products. So, you know, our well-known brand names, Zincaloom, Galvaspan, and obviously Colourbond. They're, they're the type of products that uh, come out of Spring Hill and we produce in the order of around, let's make it easy to remember a million tonnes. We're not quite at a million tonnes, but let's say a million tonnes. In producing metal coated, there are a number of attributes that get onto the product. Some are desirable and some are less desirable. So uh, the work that um, Vince Daly's team and where uh, we've plugged Letitia into is working on trying to understand what causes those attributes on this product, on the metal coated product, because then they are will impact how we paint that coil and how the, the customer will receive that coil. So um, there's a lot of um, science that goes into coding technology and it's trying to understand 
what's the physical model that causes that attribute? And where Letitia is coming in is, okay, we're detecting those attributes, and sometimes they're not that easy, easy to detect. And how can we use some predictive modeling to give us greater insights in terms of when those attributes are there and when they're not, and then we can take that back to the causal physical model relationship. Uh, we're at the forefront globally in terms of understanding those attributes. Speaking a little bit about yourself and your experience now, can you tell us what brought you here and what your experience has been with BlueScope? Oh look, it's been so long ago I can't remember why. <laughs> <laughs> what you can remember. But certainly I started as a metallurgy trainee and I've been in the business for quite some time. I don't tell people how long I've been here but it's in excess of 45 years. Okay, And I think in the early days, um, some with my high schooling, uh, what we call now metallurgy is material science, I had an interest in that area and I saw a company offering a cadetship and that was what the attraction was and then probably within yeah, within 12 to 18 months, you develop a feel for the organisation. And it, I had a really good feel about the organisation. It was a very caring uh, organisation, somewhat parental in, in, in some respects. And they really looked after the cadets. And that developed some loyalty in, in my, uh, my view of the company. And also, it was giving me what I was wanting as well in terms of uh, learning, certainly opportunity, obviously salary as well and uh, ongoing security. It's also given me the opportunity to work across a number of different areas. That's like having a new job every couple of years so that keeps the excitement going but, f but fundamentally as an individual you, you develop a passion for the product. Uh, most of my experience has been around metal coated and painted products. I can't separate metal coated from or painted products from me so if I'm on holidays or traveling I'm walking through a, a national park I'm doing a a field inspection of those products, you know, things like that. You know, it's just, it's good and bad at times. But I've really enjoyed my 45, or well, in excess of 45 years here, and I'm very thankful for it. That's really marvellous. And it, circling back, that really feeds into what you were saying about having a difference of ideas within a workplace culture like this. So you have this experience, you've been through the company, it's 45 years, as you said. Someone like Letitia comes onto the scene with a completely different set of ideas. Uh, you've got to be open and willing to accept that. And uh, sometimes you have a level of uh, discomfort, but you give someone a, a clean sheet of paper and say, go and fill this up and we'll see what the outcome is. Well, look, thank you so much for your time. It's been great to hear the story from you and about your own experience as well. We appreciate it, Horace. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And with that, we bring this episode to its conclusion. Thank you very much to Rachel, Letitia and Horace for giving their time and their stories. Make sure to visit the show notes to find further content, including links to career trackers, an accompanying video and the dreaming story that Letitia mentioned. For other news and updates, go to bluescope.com, visit Bluescope on LinkedIn, or follow at Bluescope on Twitter. Thank you for listening to the Voices of Bluescope podcast. We hope that you'll join us again soon.